Hello and welcome to the Undercut Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jesse Billington, and we're back to rate and review all of the liveries from the 2024 Formula One grid. And joining me to do this, and back for the first time in 2024 on the new season of the Undercut Podcast, it is none other than Mr. Timo Albus Daly. Back to the grindstone today, finishing off looking at the... uh, motorsport liveries that we've got to enjoy in formula one including the red bull one that has literally just launched we're recording this at about 8 p.m on the thursday evening so red bull the paint is still a little bit wet to the touch and uh, we're immediately going to pull it apart uh we're not actually going to immediately pull it apart we're starting with mercedes when it comes to liveries who actually remembered to do a livery and like some of the teams that we're going to be talking about this year and they put a bit of effort into it and don't know about you, but I quite like it. And I think it's something potentially that they were trying to do with their 22 car and didn't quite nail. And then spent last year going, right, we'll go back to black and try and figure this out. And it looks like they've figured it out now. And it does look very pretty. And I like the, because obviously you've got the black all going down the back of it, but the silver is on the front and it does transition most. And you've got the little bits of red in between here and there, just little dashes of it. And it's, I was kind of, I had, a rough order already in my head as we were waiting for Mercedes and Red Bull to show their liveries. And then Mercedes comes and does a really nice one. I'm like, damn, right, I've got to reorder this now. It's, it is good. I do like, the again, the sort of silver star to the front. It's got all the black accents. I think that's possibly sort of them leaving a bit of carbon exposed in places for a bit of weight saving. But it works for them because they've got the history with the colour yes, at least. Yeah, they've been using black quite a bit anyway. And the fact that it's it ties in neatly with the design across the airbox, across the engine covers... Yeah, it's it's really nicely done as a piece of sort of design, which it it, it sits it's well. Pleasing. It works. Yes, it's pleasing. It sits nicely. The only thing I don't like is the S on Patronus when you look at it from the uh, car's left hand side. Sort of almost runs into the top of it. Like they could have just made the font a little bit smaller or nudged it a little bit left. I think it would have been mm. fine. But otherwise, well, it... we do occasionally see some tweaks like that to the car between seeing it and the first kind of test, and then actually getting on track for, for the Grand Prix in Bahrain. So we may still see little differences here or there. Um, oh, for certain, yeah. McLaren have still got another 48 different um, sponsors to add to their car. So there'll be there'll be changes coming to theirs. They, we'll, we'll get to them in a bit. They amused me so much with this whole process. Yeah, but I think Mercedes, Mercedes is a strong opening game. It's a strong, I st- yeah, I can say yeah. strong start. And it's nice that we, like I say, there was a team that decided to put in some effort this year. At least one. It looks else. good from the front as well, which I like. Yeah. That's generally speaking the sort of aspect you'll see most of it on TV. So you've got the silver, you've got the easy to read sort of driver number on there, and you've got the little sort of red ring around the top of the airbox. It works. And I think that is that is good. Someone thought about the aspect you're most likely to see the car from and how that's mm. going to transfer. And potentially sneaky during a night race where you only see the front half of it and then realise a bit too late what's coming up behind you. Yes, yeah, it disguises very nicely into the gloom. So moving from a team that's done something a little bit different to last year's to someone that's literally just hit control P on the document entitled 2008 Red Bull livery again. Um, it's Red Bull and they, they've, they've come out with the same damn car, really. The same, yeah, yeah, it's... The positive thing I will say about it is that it does look sleek and it is kind of, um, I think in similar way to Aston Martin, it looks like it's been touched up slightly, but not too much. And it's just kind of refined a little bit. And I think when you have been doing the same livery for however many years now, you do have to make sure you do those little tweaks to it so that it still looks like it's evolving a bit. 
So in that respect, it's nice. But in terms of everything else, we've seen it. So it's not exactly going to be, oh my God, what is this? How incredible does it look? It's kind of, that only really works for one team. And it's, it's not them. I, I think Red Bull also get lucky when it comes to their sponsors because the font and the colouring of their sponsors... are coming nowhere near them. It, it ties in nicely. Like Oracle is the white font. It stands out nicely against the sort of dark navy. The red on the Red Bull looks really good. There's the red stripe running along the back of the Bybit logo on the start of the nose. And obviously you've got the red in the Tag Heuer logo as well, which sits quite nicely within that again. And then you've got the yellow accents, both on the standard Red Bull livery plus the iron Bybit. And obviously the sort of inset into the um, wheel covers as well is yellow. So it, it all works really nicely. It's a very clean design. It's not particularly adventurous. It's not particularly exciting, but it it's just sort of a good livery. I think that's the the sort of the end argument I can make for it is it's just simply good. It does what it says on the tin. Yeah, it's the hammerite of um of F1 liveries. It's kind of wanting to be Ferrari, which is the team we're going to talk about next, but they're they're never gonna quite be able to do what Ferrari do, which is potentially just because Ferrari is Ferrari. And every year it seems that even when they don't always nail it, I'm thinking 2020 in particular this year they've taken and they've somehow found another shade of red and this time it's just ooh, that is very 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 pretty and it's it's vying for top spot in my head at the moment whilst i try and figure out an order to these because it's just it looks it just looks very pretty mm. it was the 2021 ferrari that looked like it sort of had like wet hem jeans it was sort of red fading to black at the back the 2020 one too. I was, I was thinking yeah, 2020, we, particularly when they had their thousandth Grand Prix in Mugello and that kind of special livery they were having for that. Didn't it was kind of all right, but it didn't, I was glad it wasn't there for the whole season. Mm. But this is one. It looks good. I like the incorporation of the yellow onto it. It's very looks striking. Busy in places, but I don't hate that. It, it, there's it looks fast. There's backing. Yeah, it's a team that's got some sort of proper oomph behind it. Plus the red wheel covers. It's there's a bit of attention to it it's a bit like mcqueen i but again i don't hate that i love the cars franchise i'm a bit like Liam. it, do, it does feel like fred's managed to come in and he settled in and he's had he's been able to have a little say here and there on stuff and it's kind of like this is the fred touch of like we're not going to change it we're just going to subtle like it's like with rubber we're going to evolve it a little bit and show that there's progression here and essentially put on go faster stripes or without the go faster stripes mm. the red um rear wing red and black red uh, rear wing really stands out to me as well like the black upper plane it just mm-hmm. looks so good and it also against sort of dark backgrounds really gives it quite a sleek outline it almost sort of vanishes that top plane so it, it mm, so that and the and the mercedes i'm looking forward to seeing them in the night races with the sparks because you know those photos when you get them at the right angle are going to be just gorgeous they are going to be supreme. I think, yeah, next on the list, we've got McLaren, which is sort of a different side to that argument. Yeah, the whole thing was just amusing because it's let's delete everything off our social media to then pretty much just copy and paste back what we did the last couple of years with our livery, but just touch it up slightly. And then we'll show the livery before we actually show the livery and the car. And then when they show the car, yes, the day or the day before, I think it was, you would just like, yeah, all right, yeah, but we, we know. You, you showed us like four weeks ago. This isn't new. And we're all supposed to just kind of lose our minds over it a bit, which is a point I think we'll bring back in a bit in just terms of how all the teams have presented their cars this year is very different to what we normally expect. Mm. But with McLaren, it does 
it's it's not going to be the top of my list, but it does feel like the first car for this year where I saw it and thought they've touched up last year. They didn't want to change too much, but they've just kind of they've moved a few things around because, like you say, inevitably they've got another four million sponsors to put on the car, but they've kind of made some little improvements, and it's kind of like that bit. The livery wasn't bad, so we don't need to redo it and throw everything out and start from scratch. We just need to touch it up a little bit. It's a it's a decent livery. It's got a good amount of orange onto it. I think the first thing they did, they first launched their livery and then they launched a <clears> cast. <throat> the most recent bit was actually a car. Which I always find a curious thing. Yeah, I think again it's it's double attention on the sponsors, I think. I think that's why they do it. I think it which again, given how sponsor driven, which is a weird thing to say in F1 because all the teams are sponsor driven, but how certainly sponsor driven some more than others uh, McLaren is uh, when it comes to sort of what Zach Brown's been able to achieve. When you look at like the pictures of when Carlos Sainz and Lando first joined the team, that was a car that was pretty mm. much devoid of sponsors. It was just sort of papyrum blue. Well, that's why I say it looks like it's, you, you can see this natural progression mm. now with it, and it looks like it's, it's an aging, maturing of it, and it looks good in that respect, in the same way that the Red Bull does, even though it's not particularly imaginative now. Yeah. In the years to come, when you look back at it, like we do now with other teams, you can see that progression like yeah that's it's like mercedes when they first started in 2013 to where they are now you can see all this stuff that got incorporated over the years and how it led into everything and it works quite nicely from that point of view it's just on a year-by-year basis you just look at it and go it's nice but eh. it could be a little more special i think i think they could they could have done a little bit more to it i think there's a little too much black it, it's a too heavy a colour to go against I think the with papaya. them they get away with it more than others do because the orange and the black work so nicely mm. together there's definitely something to be said for it it's... <laughs> I think the last thing on McLaren that I would say is the fact that the amusement with all of the other liveries for all their other teams in other categories and everyone's supposed to act surprised when oh that's orange and black too I never would have guessed that you really you, you had me for a second there I was like what, what is this going to be I'm like I think I can probably guess it's yeah. uh you're not going to have orange nine black, of your it? ten cars be orange or black, and the last one's just green. You're yeah. very curious. Like we've already seen, sort of like um, touches of what they've got on Bianca Bustamante's F1 Academy car. Mm. We've seen what they've got rolling out for IndyCar, the what Indy they've cars, got coming out Extreme for e. Extreme E. We're sort of going, okay, I think we can see a trend emerging. I get, here. I, I can say this. I'm, I'm spotting something. I'm no detective, but I think I'm spotting a pattern. Yeah, at least Alpine were smart enough. We'll get to Alpine in due course, but they were smart enough to at least sort of launch their hypercar and or their normal hypercar and their F1 car at the same time. So no one went. It's going to yeah. be pink and blue, isn't it? So at least there was some sort of time. Well, Aston Martin did, did this as well. They launched all three of their cars on the same day, and it was kind of pretty much uniform across the board for them. And I really like the colour of yeah, this year's Aston Martin. They've, they've turned up the saturation. They've made it more green, and I like that. It's getting closer to that Jaguar colour that I want. And so I'm like, yeah. just keep moving towards it. And if, if it takes another couple of years, fine, but just keep moving in that direction because, like the Red Bull, the Ferrari, the McLaren, some respects, it is just touched up slightly. But it, some reason, it works better for that than it does for McLaren and Red Bull. It just looks nicer and just crisper. And it makes you think, and the race suits as well, particularly on Fernando. I don't know if he just had a good trip to the barbers that day for that photo shoot or what with the race suit and him next to the car. It just looks like. It makes us feel like look like fools back when it was announced that he was joining Aston Martin. I think, what the hell are they doing? And now it's like, that looks right. Yeah, Which means some... he's probably about to leave for another team. But for mm. now, it looks right. Yeah, Fernando's suit looks tailored to him and Lance's just looks baggy on him. 
I don't know if it's maybe that's the sort of style they prefer. Like Lance prefers just like <laughs> looser fit, and Fernando likes the tighter fit. But like even if you look at the suits they've got for Drogovic as a reserve driver or Hawkins and Houseman, like it looks really clean and professional as there's like mm. a, a consistent livery across it the looks league. like he's turned up for the linkedin picture and straws turned up for the tinder picture yeah it's it, it works and it's really good i mean even jack crawford has been shot in it as well i think he's sort of joined their junior yeah brand. he's kind of subtly yeah he's joined them somehow they kind of just flew in under the radar a bit i was like I'm going to look at that in more detail before we do our big news episode, but what the hell happened there? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one when I do it. we do our big feeder series news stuff. But yeah, he's now part of their sort of squadron. And it, it's there's a really nice sort of solidarity across the lot of it. It's neatly presented and the car looks great because one of the things I love about it is they've retained that really nice yellow stripe down the side where mm-hmm. it then sort of has no livery. It's the sort of black carbon fibre. But that, that designation... It works. It makes it seem sort of lighter, trimmer, smaller, because you've got that sort of heavy shadow sort of cut beneath it. It doesn't feel like they've done it just to have less colour and put carbon show for whatever aerodynamic purpose and what have you. It feels like it was just a very convenient convenience. Yeah, I don't know where the yellow dash comes from. I don't know which sponsor colour it's tied to, but it it just Maybe it's just a tribute to the Jordan days. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the sort of bright yellow edge from the aramco i don't know but either way it just it just really works on the car and i quite like it it's also highlighted down the spine of the airbox as well so it sort of defines the sort of outer limits of what the body looks like and it it's a really nice piece of sort of artwork almost it looks good in motion the aston martin and the mercedes are two here that i don't know what we were expecting necessarily from either of them but they've kind of been the ones where when we were thinking about how to rank these as they were coming out, these were the two that potentially threw the biggest spanner in the works because they were a lot nicer than what we were potentially expecting. Yeah, I haven't really thought about how I'm going to rank these yet, but um, I think I know the have bottom a hard job is the top that's the problem. <laughs> mm. I think picking the, the worst ones is going to be easy, but picking the good ones is going to be I think hard. we're going to disagree on that one, but it's going to be it's going to be fun anyway. Yeah, I think we're going to have certainly our own little biases that creep in. We'll move on to Alpine, which I'm going to go on a limb here and say I think it looks better on the F2 cars and the F3 cars than it does on the F1 car. Like, if you've seen the shots I, of Victor yeah. Martin's testing... It, got, it looks good on there. It looks good with the black against it because you don't get a lot of all black cars in F2 and F3. So it sort of, no. it stands out there. Whereas in F1, it almost sort of falls too much with the green. For me, it's, uh, I'd say early contender, it's car six that we're looking at here on the review, but it's a, it's an early contender for me for worst livery. I just do not like it at all. And I just think that we know from hell the the wet car that livery on the f1 car would have been perfect and even if you go to 2021 that kind of blue and black with a little touch of red here and there that worked really nicely this it just feels like they painted it all blue and then just got a scraper at the end and just went and i was like that'll do yeah it's it's it just does not do anything for me the hypercar looks sort of quintessentially French. It is that full French racing blue, which Again, I've always liked. If you're going to do color. that, do it properly and do it on all the cars and keep it uniform that way. And not, Why did you, did you only have enough money to do one nice livery on this car and then just forget about F1? For me, it's kind of... I, I think you quite liked it when it came out, and I was just kind of worrying about your state of condition. I thought you had a concussion. 
Yeah, it's. Mm, I'm, I'm not sold well, by you, have, you, have you since recovered? Yeah, I've, I've recovered a little bit since sort of going, I think it works because I don't think it does. It, it looks like someone's sort of piggled off bits of it. You like it because it doesn't work. Oh, no, I don't, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> my my okay. opinion on it has shifted. I don't really like the Alpine livery. It's it's the it's the black nose for me. The black nose and the black side pods. <laughs> Looking at it sort of front top down. It, it if just you squint like, at it, it looks better because you can't see it clearly. <laughs> no, Maybe. it just it just okay. looks like completely half assed. And I just I don't vibe Which, with that. Uh... Let's hope that's not their plan for the year and kind of their approach <laughs> as they restart the 100 race plan again. Again, again. Um, speaking of going into things completely again, again. <laughs> half assed or at least starting over again, again. Um, Toro Rosso. Toro Rosso. Uh, yeah, we were both trying to think of what to call them there. Um, oh no, I'm calling them Toro. I, if I'm going to call them anything else this year, it's going to be Minardi. It's yes. not, but we're not going to go in any other directions here. Um, the official team name is, of course, Visa Cash App RBF1 team. RB does not stand for Racing Bulls. It does not stand for Red Bulls. It's just the letters R and B from what we've heard. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it stand for Red Bull or Racing Bulls? Raging Bulls. It could mean anything, but it doesn't. Um, the net result is they've released a relatively good-looking car, actually. It, it's got paint on it, at least. It feel... I'm in two minds about it because everyone was going on about I think it was the 2019 or 2018 Toro Rosso delivery, which everyone was their last one, I think, when Fiat was doing well. Um, and it looks similar, I admit, but I'm just, I feel like it's gone overboard with what it's done there. It's, it's tried to homage back to it too much. And again, it's, it was hard to know what to expect from a team with the name that it now carries. And from their teasing, it seemed like it would maybe be more white. And maybe be like that Alpha Tauri that we kind of had for a little bit, where it was kind of similar to that kind of thing. It was got all these lighter colours. And instead, they just seem to have looked at these previous liveries from when it was Torosso and then just hurled it, the car, and it's gone splat and it's like close enough to what we were expecting. And um, it's just not my favourite. It's, it's, I don't know if it's the worst one, but it's not my favourite. It's not my favourite. The red, the white, and the blue almost feels like what Alpine should have done. Sort of leaning into yeah, the Yeah, it'd be interesting if it had been put on the Alpine if I'd like it more because it's the same thing. So I don't know. But, but again, it's the association. It, it, it's a decent livery. It does look like they sort of left the sort of majority white Toro Rosso livery on there and then sort of haphazardly applied the 2019 Toro Rosso livery to it. And mm. then sort of went, yeah, that that'll do and it sort of does sort of doesn't work I think the problem was with it I looked at it and the problem with a lot of the liveries that we've seen is that teams we were expecting to be the same were obviously the same and then the other ones where they've tried to do something different with the exception of one for me which we'll get to I've looked at and I kind of just kept scrolling afterwards I didn't stay on it for very long like okay and I think that's the problem Nothing's been, for good or bad, eye-catching on their front. And it's just been, like, fine, I guess. Yeah. Equally, I suppose they haven't really had to go hard on sort of promoting their main sort of brands that are associated with them because it is just their name, Visa Cash App. Yeah. And 
yeah, it's it's a little devoid of sponsors, certainly in the early release pictures. There's a couple down the nose, a couple on the sort of eyebrows over the wheels. And that's about it. You're sort of looking at it going, yeah. it, it could do with a little bit more to it. And the white striping down it, I feel, is a bit misplaced. There's too much black under it that makes it look almost too slim and fake in a way, a little too fragile. I'm just not sold by it conceptually. It's not a livery that appeals to No, and it's, it's going to be one of those interesting things as well where we see it here and then it's obviously very, it can be very different when from track. And you've seen some cars, I think the Mercedes last year, we looked at that as a livery and thought, Christ, that's gorgeous. And then we saw on track and we're like, yes, Christ, it's gorgeous. And then we saw, I think the McLaren a couple of years ago, we liked the look of it and then it went on track and it was somewhat like it was kind of we'd seen the hd version and then we got a lesser quality version of it and it was like it was still fine but we were kind of like oh that's not as good as it looked what's gone what's happened there and i feel like Vitor Rosso could do with the opposite where it somehow does look better out on track than we were expecting because i don't mm. think we've ever really had that it's only ever been it either looks as it either is as good as it looks or it looks worse it's never looked better than its first looked. if that makes sense it was the aston martin recently that looked worse on track because it was that sort of too, shot yeah. under green light in the studio so it looked mm. this really bold emerald green and then it was seen out going around silverstone on a slightly overclass day so it had this sort of bluish cold hue to it and it just sort of went gray it's so like oh i've lost my interest in that speaking of bluish hues though um williams have launched their livery and actually i can't remember it which is probably not a good start oh yeah it's well, you look it. at it it's yeah it's it's when the Aston Martin have kind of evolved with their color and doing a nice little progression I feel like Williams have gone the other way with it and they've kind of dumbed it down slightly from I prefer last year's livery and I'm still a little bit annoyed at them that they didn't embrace golf more because that would have been perfect and would have immediately put them at the top of the list because all of their golf delivery options last year before we even got the actual one were gorgeous. And this just this and the combination of the race suits is a bit weird for me. I don't think it really works. And the car just again, I hope it looks better on track, but it just I looked and went, Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, the one because I love Williams and I want to like the car. Mm, the white race suits almost seem at odds with it, but I don't know the white race Especially suits. Especially I don't know if you've seen but... the race suits for the F1 Academy drivers for Red Bull, but those white suits yes. work a lot better than the Williams ones do for some reason. And I'm just like, okay, you've made it work. You need to, but you don't have any white with you, which is weird. So I don't know why you have it, but maybe you could take the blue that you've saved from that and give it to Williams for their race suits, and then we can sort this out. Yeah, like sure, there's some leftover blue fabric that should have gone to the two Alcabases and uh, Emily mm. de Hoos as well. He sort of could have mm. gone, surely you're not using that fabric. We can just use that for the Williams ones. But I, it... I'm... I expected better. Yeah, I, they could have done better. I do like the fact that they've kept the airbox looking like a Duracell battery because that's where the Duracell yeah. is, is placed. I like the sort of lighthearted, jovial nature of that. Komatsu down the side is. I didn't expect that as a sponsor. I don't think they were there last year. It's well, House quite... didn't expect it either. No, clearly they weren't expecting their team principal to start funding another race team, but oh well. Um, we have lots of confidence in the team immediately starts being done. Pouring money into someone else. But yeah, it's, it's... There's nothing terrible about it, but there's nothing exactly exciting about it. It's at least blue from it's the It's like front. I was saying before, you see it and you go, all right, and then you just keep scrolling. 
yeah, it's at least blue from the front. So again, the the argument I had with the Mercedes was the fact that when you see it on track, you've got that brilliant shot always looking down the start-finish straight from turn one. You'll at least be able to see which car's which because you're like, ah, there we are. It's the one that's sort of that Williams blue color at the back. So you'll be able to figure it out. But yeah, they definitely could have done more with the golf colors. I think if they have golf, certainly on there as a sponsor, as they do, lean into that. It's such a beautiful orange color and it goes so nicely with like golf's blue Mm-hmm. Just and then at least like, the white race it's when, when they had the options for choosing it for last year all the options like I genuinely don't mind which one they are all beautiful Yeah, I just can we just have all of them please add another two cars for Williams just so they can show all of them mm. so moving from the beautiful blue of the Williams to what's actually a relatively interesting-ish livery of the Haas do you want to say I quite liked it. I mean, it was the first. It was the first proper one we saw, really. If we discount what McLaren were doing, mm, it was and, the first car we saw, as opposed to purely just the livery. Yeah, yeah. And I know I quite liked it. It's it's again. I think it's the uh, it's the shame of knowing that we're probably not going to see that much of it on TV screens unless we get some fairly crazy races. But it's as Nina says, it's going to sound. I'm sorry, Henry, in advance. The back of the grid's never looked so good. Um, in terms of it's quite striking and it looks like a combination of everything that's come before. It's taken the best bits of all the previous year's liveries and made a good ham fist of combining them. Yeah, it's it's done an interesting job of combining some good bits of it. I like the fact that we've still got the American flag sort of prominent on the nose cone, really sort of marking out this is Haas as their team. They've been leaning more and more towards black liveries over the past few seasons anyhow, so this feels like a fairly And obviously they had a bit of black in the early time in the sport as well. Yeah, they sort of had this sort of almost sort of dark, sort of charcoal-y grey black colour when they first joined the sport. So red has never always been their sort of foremost colour, but you still get a good dash of it with like the full Haas logo across the wing, the MoneyGram sponsorship, the Chipotle sponsorship. Bring with it red touches that really tie it across the board. And then the black and white I think works because they've at least got the white to offset it, the red, red lining around places. It makes sense in a lot of ways as a livery. They've leaned into what they are. Mm. I Yeah, I'm hoping for one of the American Grand Prix they go for a sort of full Stars and Stripes um, livery. I think it would just be fun to have that at least once. One thing I, I think am it's, interested it's their in... livery, it would complement it with. So we saw some of the American liveries last year on other teams in Haas. Obviously, even if they weren't an American team, it just worked better on their livery than it did on the other ones. It just the colours naturally, naturally lended it themselves to that tweak in the design for it. So hopefully that is, stays the same for this year. Yeah, fingers crossed it stays the same. I did spot one of the shots of the drivers in their race suits, though. The race suits almost look quite blue in some of the shots, which was quite interesting in its own way. They sort of the black panels look more quite like a catch dark the navy. blue in that side of things. I don't know if that's just you seeing things, but it like mm. I'll screen share and you can see what I'm on about. Hang on, let's see, let's do this. Uh, screen share two. Which one? Which one? Which one? Um, Me perfectly. This one here. There you go. Share that one. So, can you see that? Can you see that picture of Nico Hulkenberg and how the black bits around here look sort of almost dark navy? I can. 
Okay, I can kind of see what you mean there in certain light, yeah. Um, Again, it might just be the studio yeah, lighting. Yeah, the top looks fine. I think it looks... It, I don't know if it looks blue or if it just looks wet. Mm. It, I can definitely see the wet. You it's got me. that shine. When, when, when you get material black, I mean, you, just, you just get the you just wet the material and it changes a little bit of colour because it's just got so much water soaked into it. Mm. There's a little bit of a navy to it, and almost I'd prefer if they tried to sort of taint the black a bit to that sort of slightly bluish hue. I think that would have been quite an interesting livery, but oh well, we'll see. I'll stop Maybe next year. and we'll go back to our regular conversation. Uh, we'll move on from Hass, unless you've got any final points to make on their livery, too. No, I think it was just a nice delivery than perhaps we were expecting with Hass. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's a fair comment. We'll move then on to Steak Kick Salber F1. Or that's Is that their full name? I'm just going to call them Steak because it's easier, even though it's not going to be allowed in some countries. I don't think it's even allowed in the country where the team is based, is it? So, the, or they're currently arguing that one out in court, which you've got to love. Yeah, it seems a bit short-sighted. You kind of got to love it. But when it comes to the livery, though, they, they they do strike me as the kind of team that to sort that argument out, they need to send Bottas in that race suit with his mullet into the court, but kind of with the, with his top off in full like WWE mode to try and that's how we're going to settle this court case. I get yeah. that vibe from the team. Just sort of send them in and go, yeah, we might not be allowed to have Steak as our title sponsor, but how sick nasty does this look? Is the this argument... is great PR. <laughs> yeah, or certainly sick. I wouldn't necessarily look good. Um, it... I haven't come to a full conclusion about the lime green across the entire car. It it looks like it was I think this on is a the, Nickelodeon the... show in the early noughties. <laughs> well, I think some people have made that comment as well already, but um, I think this is going to be the livery that we probably disagree on the most because I love it just for the sake of it's so silly, but I kind of want to embrace it because I think this is the main difference for me between Steak and Torosso is that Steak know that they're only going to be in the position that they are until 2026, and they were already there before, so it makes sense for them to be like, well, we've got a great opportunity to just absolutely go nuts with this. And why shouldn't we? Whereas with Torosso, it just seems so obviously a money grab. Um, and you kind of question what is the longevity for that name before it changes to something else? Or is it just someone comes along with a bigger check and we're going to change it all for that and rename it? Whereas this, it's like, it's still kind of that, but they know it's for a limited time only. So you can kind of forgive it a little bit. And so the livery is so different from anything we were perhaps expecting that I'm like, it's so silly. But I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I think that's that's why I rate it so highly. Yeah, I think Toro Rosso, or in, to, to make this argument make sense, Visa Cash App is very much the case <laughs> of the Qui-Gon Jinn argument. There is always a bigger check. And <laughs> yeah, with stake, I think, yeah, like you said, they've possibly only got two years in the sport, certainly as a title sponsor for a team. I'm glad it's the to closest we're going to get to like an underdog different. team yeah. just going a little bit silly with it. And Joe looks like he's about to be in Street Fighter in his outfit. And Bottas just looks more and more like a WWE wrestler. And you put that in a car and you think, if that's coming up behind you, A, am I actually going to be overtaken by this? Because we don't know what kind of, we don't really know what to expect from them in terms of development, if any. But also you're thinking, I don't know 
what to expect from these drivers now because they just seem like video game characters that are maybe going to pull out some weird kind of Mario Kart move on me as they go past. I, what I think about Bottas, this is more down to his personal appearance than necessarily <laughs> steak livery, is if you look at, take a picture of him in his um, race suit, the one where he's sort of doing the fist bump to camera with mm. the wild eyes, if you take that and instead of, uh, if you colour swap it from the green to sort of like an orange, he looks like an Australian tradie that's sort of necked about eight cans of VB and is about to start a fight. And I really like Maybe that that's energy. an idea for a livery idea for them, the Australian Grand Prix. <laughs> Yeah, they just get sponsored by VB. I would love to see that because A, you can just make a Valtteri Bottas joke, the initials are there, but equally Victoria mm-hmm. Bitter Lager or sort of beer would work really well as a sponsor. And get really, the hat, get the old bottle, yeah. get the overalls on him properly. Yeah, I reckon that would I'm still split on the actual livery. <laughs> it looks childish. So much of it is still just black because of weight saving. And then the rest of I it... I think it's looks... just because it's the most boldly different livery from year to year and against all of the other ones that it's up against this year but it, I'm just I'm kind of just reveling the fact that someone did something different and because I and again because I've got such a low bar of expectation for the season as a whole in most every aspect the fact that there's just something a little different and silly and you know it's probably from a limited time I'm just like yes yeah, so I don't let's get on board yeah I think for the team from Hinwell I'm going to give them credit where it's due for for pushing the boat out a little bit and giving us something different. So yeah, it's not my favorite, but I'll give them credit for it. So if we go This is to... gonna be the tricky bit now though, yeah, isn't it? This is gonna be the tricky bit because I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start doing some thinking and some ranking. Let's which, see. Which order are we doing this in from worst to best? Um yes. Let's see. Let's then. do that. Let's do it that way around. And so we can edit this out in a second, we'll write it down and then we can read it. There'll be some interstitial music here while we write out our lists. Okay, so we'll both start at the bottom. We'll both start with our number 10. And I've gone for steak. It is, I, I can't, I just can't take it seriously. I, I, I like the fact they've tried something different. I like the fact they've gone bold, but I you just don't like it enough that they've done something different, clearly. No, I, the green upsets me, Timo. I have gone for a more sensible decision because I've embraced fun and uh, I've put Alpine at the bottom because they just didn't try. Yeah, I think that's... And I, can... I, 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 I can picture the awkward conversation I have when I bump into some random person and I ask, oh, what do you do? Oh, I designed the livery for Alpine's F1 car. That's... Or... I'm hoping you didn't listen to that podcast episode. <laughs> or one of our friends that works at Alpine. Um, oh, they'll take it. It's fine. Yeah, they, they secretly don't like it either. Let's face it; they, they won't say so in public. But we'll, we'll know without asking. We should probably message her and find out. Um, anyway, <laughs> in P nine, we've both agreed actually, which is quite rare for the two of yeah. us. Uh, Toro Rosso. Toro yeah. Rosso. Yeah, we've stuck the Minardi in ninth. Um, P eight. I've gone for the Alpine, so I still haven't ranked it highly, but I thought a little no, more on it. It's it's a little consolation prize for me on that one, but I've, yeah. I've rightly or wrongly I put Williams there. Yeah, you weren't a fan of it. I think for me, I still love Williams too much to say something too mean about them. I think that, that, that's possibly where I'm led by. I still one. love them, but I'm just being I'm being bad cops. That's yeah. all. Uh, seventh, I've gone for Haas. Again, it's it's a good livery, but in my mind, there are just better ones available. We're starting to get into that. It's good, but there are better for me. You're, you're doing Pedro Pascal's from 19, Wonder Woman 1984. It's good, but it could be better. Yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah. I've gone for McLaren because it's just I've got to that point where 
like you say, we've got some interesting liveries remaining, and of the ones that have been positive evolutions, it's the least positive evolution for me of those ones. It, so, it's had, and that just happens to mean you're in P7. So it's had it. the smallest steps forward. Yeah, for me, I love it, their extremely livery and their IndyCar livery, though. So you know, take that. Their IndyCar livery always just looks better. I, I don't know what. Mm, mm. It just looks. Um, so into P6, six and. I've gone for Williams here. Again, I think there was still scope for improvement, but it's it's a good starting point. I think equally as the season develops, we could see their livery change. As the car develops, they might be able to add more blue. They might be able to add more sponsors. So we'll see what happens. But for me, Williams is P6. I'll take that. I've gone for Red Bull just because I I just prefer the other five. It's quite simple as that. It's it's still a very striking car, but again, it's, it's the same damn car. And... I know with a couple of the ones that are higher above this, it's the same thing, but it just, I don't know, it doesn't uh, it doesn't work on the same levels that those do. Mm. Into P5, and for me, we've got to McLaren. So we're fairly close again with our, a lot of Far us are fairly close. But yeah, for me, McLaren, I like it. I like the orange on it. I think there are still bits that could be done to it, but I think ultimately it's a better, bolder livery than the Williams. It's got a bit more colour and a bit more oomph to it. And hopefully we'll see it on the podium a few times this season. I mean, I'd like my fifth place to end up on the podium a couple of times this season, but I'm also a fucking realist, so I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I've gone for Haas because it feels like, I've just had to think about this analogy, like I was saying before, it's that combination of a lot of the positive stuff that they've had on all their other liveries. And if we take 2026 as the end of puberty for that team, it feels like they're finally getting to their final look and they're just nailing it now. And then once they get 26, maybe they've nailed that part of it and everything else will maybe come together then in a brilliant opportunity. And it be like, that car is, it's not been at the front or near the front now, for, until now, because it's not, it's not looked ready yet. It's not matured. But now it's taking its time. It's discovered who it is. It's been through its weird Soviet era phase that we all go through in our teenage years. And now the other side, <laughs> that too, um, and we're we're finally growing up, and this looks like that. So I, I put yeah. it in the top five. Twenty twenty six will mark a decade long sort of metamorphosis for the team becoming something quite functional or failing entirely. After a decade, we'll wait and see what happens. I'm going to try and be positive. Positive mindset. The season hasn't started yet. P4 for me, Red Bull. It's a good livery, but let's face it, you haven't changed it for what feels like no. eternity. So I can't really put it any higher up my list, I'm afraid. I've put Aston Martin in P4. It's it's just a very nice livery, and we're getting to the, the, the tip of the iceberg now. So it's gonna be it was gonna be fine margins, but it's a very nice green, but it's not gonna get any higher because it's not it's still not quite the Jaguar green that I want it to be. Yeah, into P3. I've gone for Mercedes for mine. I think it's really nice. It's a really good sort of mix of a lot of their liveries from across the years. It's got the right touches. It's got the nice little dash of red that I like to see on the Mercedes. Uh, it's it's good. It's, it's heading in certainly a, a good design and equally the car looks promising. I know we're talking just about their sort of paintwork, but the car looks better. It looks so, important. Yeah. Alpine. Uh, for top three, it was going to be tricky here and put stake in p3 because it's just i'm annoyed i can't put it higher because mercedes did such a nice job with their livery and so did ferrari but stake for me it's just it's so silly it's so stupid and i love it you're you're a complete the only thing i'm probably going to enjoy about them for this year so you know i've got to give them a point to where i can because it's the only bit of joy we're probably going to get from that theme 
you're a contrarian and you're also if you're listening i still like you it's just you know your track record's against you yeah track record as stake f1 which is to say nothing um p2 for the liveries though for me it's aston martin i think it's a really good green color it's still not as green as i wanted to be like you were saying but equally this is one of the things i was sort of using as my metric when i ranked these was would it be like a color where if someone gave me like the jacket or a hat i would wear it and i think for me the aston yeah. martin green it i could sort Can't of have it as an accessory <laughs> Yeah, I won't be wearing like a steak yellowy piss green t-shirt. Like, I hope I hope they do the uh, the classic cartoon kind of looking steak, an actual steak that they have in like Tom and Jerry, and they whack that on the back, <laughs> or just sort of like the proper big t- red T-bone with like yeah, a T-bone, sort of yeah, yeah, white bone through the middle. Yeah, I think the Aston Martin I think wins out for me into P two because it's sort of a color where I could probably get away with the accessory of it, like. Mm. I, th- I would go for that like if swatch did a really nice sort of watch with them or something or if they did like a fairly good looking beanie or something i'd go for that but yeah, yeah i think that's that's what got them to p2 for me mercedes got p2 for me because like i said when we were talking about it earlier in the podcast it seems to have found that combination of what it was trying to do in 2022 but it needed a year longer to figure it out and it's got that nice transition just flows really nicely and it just I think when you look at it, you are so distracted by the silver because, like, oh my god, they've gone back to silver, and then you notice the back, and you're like, oh no, they haven't. It's they weren't going back and forth. They've they've done what I, they meant to do, I think, previously, and now it works, and it just it's very pleasing to look at. Mm. It's a, it's an overall nice piece of design, but it doesn't come close to Ferrari, which we both appointed as our number one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's just they somehow found another shade of red, and it's gorgeous, and it's the thing of. What is what McLaren and Williams and Red Bull and Aston Martin all want to do with their liveries, but it's never going to work for them in quite the same way because it's Ferrari. And with all the news that's come out with them lately, if they can make their livery that good next year, Lewis is going to look very good in that. And that's going to be very, that's that's going to intimidate you when you see it on track. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it won out because it looks like Lightning McQueen and I'm a sucker for the Cars films, or certainly the first and third ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's our ranking of it. If you've been keeping count, uh, you'll know that the averages or averaged out, you get a final standings. Plum last, Alpine uh, tied with Toro Rosso as an average of nine. Uh, Williams um, get an average of seven. Stake gets six and a half. Hass and McLaren share an average of six. Red Bull has an average between us of five. Aston Martin, a rather nice average of three. Mercedes, an average of two and a half. And Ferrari, an average of one. A very clear winner. Yeah. However, I will throw a spanner potentially in the works here for something that could top the Ferrari for me in terms of a favourite livery for 2024. It's not in Formula One, but I don't know if you've seen it. I have, and if you haven't, you're in for a treat, I think. In Formula Two, the Invictus racing team the most gorgeous livery I have seen in quite some time and pleases me. I'm glad you brought this up because it did actually catch my eye earlier today. Let me see if I can just find it on Twitter somewhere. Um, No, that's the Rodan, which also looks pretty good, actually. I will say the Rodan cart this year, it's not Rodan cart anymore, it's just Rodan, but certainly Zane Maloney's car looks fantastic. Um, Hmm. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Yes, it's sort of that. Ooh, don't want to turn the sound on. That sort of bright. Yeah, is it yellow or green? It's yellow. Yellow. Yeah. Very, very yellow. Very. I'm colorblind. Bear in mind. Um, 
yeah, that yellow and black, it's got a slight fade along the sort of back of the engine cover. It helps that this year's F2 cars are good-looking racing cars as well. Mm. Like, I love that big scallop shell sort of rear wing. But, yeah, it's a... It's, a... it's, 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 it's the driver's pairing of the F3 champion and the F3 driver who knocked all of our socks off by being much better than we thought he was going to be. Plus, the name is a great name for a team. And then you yeah. have this livery, which kind of reminds everyone, oh, yeah, that's a colour you can use, by the way. I don't know why none of you are using it properly. Because the last time we really saw it was that Renault in like 2017, 2018. And that didn't, it wasn't really yellow, yellow. Mm. And I think the last time we had a yellow we really like was probably the Jordan. And it's been a while since we've had that. And this is just, it's up there with the Ferrari for me. And I'm just like, I am just going to root for that team in Formula 2 if for no other reason than that it's just we'll just look at and deserves an extra 25 points per race because it just looks that pretty yeah we should have done one for the F2 grid because arguably that is a better looking grid yeah, that's year. the only one that stood out I mean it's, it's a good looking grid but that is the one that stood out to me the most there and I thought if I mention anything from any of the other categories it's got to be that one Hmm. It's good looking. Oh, I do like how on Zach O'Sullivan's car, the Williams livery transfers over to the F2 car, actually. That looks quite nice mm. in a sort of satin blue. I mean, it's interesting to see with some drivers how the, the team affiliations have bled into their liveries and which ones work more than others. Because I think that was something with the Red Bull drivers last year in F2. It didn't work as well as I would have liked it to. It just looked like a, a cheaper version, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, mixed opinions on how some of them look this year. Which one have I got in front of me here? This is car number 20. Is this uh, Isaac Hadger, I think. Um, yeah, his Red Bull. Yeah, that's all right. Too. And it, it's it's, it's good, not the it's most exciting right. one for me. Yeah. But yeah, I like every now and then I'll just sort of scroll past and I'll see the Invicta and I'll be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Like, like if, you were, if you went into someone's room and there was and there's car posters up, you would not be surprised if that was one of the posters. It's like, yes, I can understand exactly why you want that on your wall. Yeah, because who's which one's that one? That is, I can't tell by the helmet. I think that is. Um, oh, who's the other Invicta driver this season? They've got Gabriel Bortoletto and Kushmini. That is Bortoletto's car, and it's got the blue with the McLaren on the back on the back wing. Yeah, McLaren. I can't see the back wing number ten, but it's got the blue Porto liver, um, sort of decal yeah. on the top of the engine cowl, and it looks really good testing in the sun in the evening in Bahrain because one of them is McLaren, one of them is Alpine, and mm-hmm. yeah, the McLaren work really, really well. <laughs> McLaren one works really well actually. Yeah, I can see why you're won over by that as a livery, but. Hey, we're getting on to a completely different series. We'll wrap this podcast up. That is exactly what we think of deliveries coming into this season, but we'll have some news and certainly some thoughts about testing once that's happened as well in due course. And of course, if you've got thoughts on the opinion, on our opinions, on the liveries, let us know in the comments section if you're over on YouTube or get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram. There'll be ways to comment and shout at us online as well. And um, if you've seen a better livery in motorsport coming out for this season, of course, because obviously IndyCar's coming back, WEC is coming back. We've already seen the 24 Hours of Daytona. There were some great liveries there. Mm-hmm. So um, let us know what you think about the liveries for the 2024 season across the motorsport world, or if you think that we're talking absolute bollocks when it comes to F1 liveries. Timo, in the meantime, where can the people find you? Well, when I'm not here on any of the podcasts, you can find me over on, on the curbs with the appropriately also side podcast of Pub Chat, which there'll be a new episode of soon. And you can also find me writing some stuff for Is It Fast and Paddock Sorority, and maybe even occasionally, as the season is so spread out, a little bit of Nitro Rallycross just for good measure. What about yourself? 
You can find me, as usual, writing for Classic Car Weekly. We've got a bumper issue that has just gone out on sale. It went well, went out yesterday, uh, looking at the future of classic motoring, looking at the people that will be restoring your cars, the next generation of classic drivers, classic restorers, and even what the next generation of classic cars might be fueled by. I got hold of some sustainable fuel and went to testing, and uh, very relevant if you like F1, because there is huge cries to move towards sustainable fuel and ditch the uh, electric systems, make the cars smaller, make them weigh less run them on a completely sustainable fuel. So there's plenty of interesting science worth reading in this week's Classic Car Weekly, actually. And if you want more of me, you can find me moaning about things on social media as well. I'm across Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. So you can find videos, photographs, and just general sort of nonsense from me there. And um, that is very much all we've got time for this evening. We'll be back in about a week's time, I want to say, according to the planner. And um, we'll have some testing review, I think it's going to be. We'll have some testing or we'll have some news because there's been a little bit of it that we should probably talk about at some point it will and be, either way we'll be back with f1 content so that's be, the main thing and why you should come back and listen to us about five days time and we'll be back with some pre-season news and then we go into testing i've also realized when i start asking questions i go a bit like stewie from family guy where i sort of go really hi do you think that's a really good idea brian yeah i don't know why i've started doing that recently i'm gonna have to watch out for that because i've not noticed that before now yeah, I've just become incredibly self-aware of it. Anyway, we'll be back soon with some pre-season news for all of F1, F2, F3 and F1 Academy because, of course, that is returning this year as well. Thank you very much for listening and we'll join you again soon.